ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode six of a Columbus Uncut podcast. I am Sean, here with my co-host Caleb, and we're excited to bring you all news, current events, sports, beer, uh, along with some guests and all things Columbus, Ohio, here on the podcast. So, how you doing today, bud? I can't believe we're recording an episode since we were supposed to Friday, then we were going to Saturday, then we were going to Sunday, and... Shit always hits the fan for us, I feel like. Here we are. And here we are with a random Tuesday episode, which is still fine, and it's a good, uh, you know, makeup episode, because we will have one again this Friday, starting back to normal. Yeah, we'll get um, back on schedule this Friday, for sure. But, uh, yeah, excited to be back to recording. It feels like it's been ages. Yeah, so... Uh, before we get into the podcast, of course, we'd like to tell everyone to follow us on social media. Um, we have a Twitter, Columbus underscore, at Columbus underscore Uncut. Our Instagram is also at Columbus underscore Uncut. We do have a Discord, which you can uh, follow and get access to from our link tree, which we will post in the show notes. So our link tree has links to all of our social media as well as our merchandise site so you can follow you can go to our link tree and get to our twitter instagram discord and also our teespring page where you'll be able to find some some cool stuff on there such as columbus uncut podcast uh hoodies or t-shirts and there's even a a jersey on there so by all means take a look at our link tree and give us a follow um just to give you an overview of the segments we're going to cover today so we'll start out uh, per usual with our beer segment um, where we'll be covering the North High Filthy McNasty um, and we'll get more into that once we get going but our food segment so a little story behind that but we'll be uh, covering Louie's Grill here in Hilliard this week uh, we'll do our normal sports o- overview uh, the, from this week uh, we got the Buckeye basketball season over opener happening now as we record um, and then we'll get into some more sports talk, talk about some player uh, movements that happened in the NFL this past, uh, this past week with both Caleb and I's uh, primary teams. We'll talk about the Penn State game and, and what happened last weekend uh, with Ohio State versus Penn State. Um, and then we'll also talk about some listener feedback we've, we've gotten from uh, you know some people we talked to while out and about and some listeners as well. Uh, and then lastly, we'll give a little highlight into what we're going to be doing this Friday for next week's ex- episode. So excited to get started, excited to get back on track, and I'll uh, send it over to Caleb to get us started with the beer segment. Awesome. So we're, uh, it's officially Christmas beer-ish season, so we're uh, dipping into the stout beers. Plus it's a Tuesday and don't really feel like having a session tonight, so... We're going to just have, uh, you know, uh, a nice little uh, halfy of this Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, it is called North High Filthy McNasty, which I think is an incredible name. Amazing. I think I accidentally poured more in mine than yours. I'm not sure. It's all right. I'm not mad. <laughs> um, but uh, it's a Russian Imperial Stout, 9% alcohol. Uh, it's made with Chinook hops. Wow. Never heard of it. Um, super dark in color, obviously, as a stout should be. Um, I didn't uh, see 
like too much information uh, on this. Also, didn't like do a lot of research information since this episode was kind of thrown together. Um, but uh, the North High Brewing Company has been around since 2011, uh, founded by a couple of guys who were just love beer and good time. Uh, and they opened uh, their doors in 2012 and are actually the seventh brewery. So when the craft beer craze started, they were the seventh one. If you think about how many there are now, I mean, we started doing the Ale Trail a while ago and they're on like volume six and there's 60 some breweries in there. Right. So they were like in it from the jump. It's pretty crazy because 2012 doesn't even sound like that long ago. Right. Just all these breweries that have popped up. Right. But then they're coming up on their 10 year anniversary. Um, some other beers that everyone might know of that they. Uh, brew that you may have tried uh north high honey wheat which is a very good beer you and i i think had that at north high dublin oh yeah which was super good um uh they also have the north high cover crop which are well my wife i forgot your wife didn't have any but my wife liked the cucumber infused cover crop um, I also like regular cover crop, but I'm not much for the infusions in beer. I think it's kind of a turn off. I liked it. The cucumber. I like cucumber drinks, man. It's just weird how it is refreshing. I mean, yeah. cucumber is not something I grew up really enjoying, but like the cucumber Gatorade that's out there, it's called the Limon Pepino. Amazing. Is that like only sold in like Hawaii or something? Uh, I only ever saw it. Like I had it in Hawaii and then I had it on a military base down in Louisiana at Fort Polk. They had it. But it's just, I think it's a regional thing. It's hard to find. I've never seen it up here and it's. I I, I I was going to say because I've I've literally never heard of it. So that's. But I kind of want to try it if you can get your hands on some. Yeah, maybe we'll do a a beer segment with the Limon Pepino. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't always have to be beer. Like I said to you before, there was a time there earlier where I was like not really feeling like drinking a beer tonight and I was about (laughs) to go get some canned sparkling water that's badass called liquid death which if anyone that works at liquid death is listening to this podcast by chance please sponsor us i'm absolutely obsessed with your water it's probably the best water of all time i can vouch caleb is probably one of your biggest advertisers unpaid advertisers there is i literally buy a 12 pack every week and it lasts me about three days um and the last beer that they uh, brew that you might know of is called Five. Um, it's a pale ale or a IPA. It's pretty good. Um, I actually uh, have only had like one, so I couldn't give you the exact taste profile. But I can get us some, and we'll have to try that yeah. at some point in an episode. Um, they uh, produce all of their beer here in Ohio. Uh, not too far from here, and they have a short north tap room down uh, in the short north in Columbus, um, which is technically what they call their face, you know, like their standing place where they everything kind of got started. But now they have one in Dublin. I think they're opening up another one somewhere uh, here soon with, like, a bunch of food and all that kind of stuff. The one in Dublin has the food. Um, it's a cool spot. I love that building, and I mean, freaking awesome location. Yeah. Especially now with all of Bridge Park built up, it's it's 
really really cool yeah it's so. i mean it's like the one i can only speak for the one out here in dublin um but it's like really just like an older house that they kind of bought out and massive turned in. house yeah because i mean you can probably fit how a couple hundred people in there easy yeah honestly i've never really paid attention to the inside because every time i've gone there it's been on the outside uh, we've been yeah. on the outside um but you know obviously like caleb said great location out here old town dublin across the bridge from bridge park um and now that that new bridge finished it's a dora area so you can grab a beer walk right. across the bridge um go over to urban myers pint house do whatever you want to do out there it's a great place yeah, you can do pretty much anything at urban yeah. myers pint house i know flashback to episode one one of my favorite places <laughs> right. bridge park um so what are you tasting with this beer so it's a it's a pretty smooth stout um when you I, first thing i noticed was when you pour it and you get that uh that head on it yeah and it is i mean it's like it looks like a chocolate like mousse on the top of your beer yeah like, um looking at you, the drink itself it kind of looks like a coffee right at first yeah and i'm not i mean i've been vocal i'm not the biggest stout guy but as the weather's getting colder um and we start to transition into the the colder seasons i'm not against it i i like this beer honestly now it's probably because i'm only drinking a half of one and if i was you know i'm more of a drink two or three beers kind of guy that's why i'm not really a stout guy um but it's delicious it's got a little chocolatey hint to it it's not really heavy on the stout um bold stout taste that you'd expect from a stronger stout it's definitely i'd say it leans more towards the flavor side of it of the chocolate um and and just overall smooth i mean i really i really like it uh i think it it's a a good one to start the the colder weather season out with what do you think yeah i like it too i'm also not the biggest stout guy but like on a night like tonight or whatever, it's nice to sit down. Like, I want to have a beer, and it's not going to... I don't know. When I drink a stout, I don't get the same fullness that I get when we start drinking, like, an IPA or, like, whatever, you know, where you really get that robust, like, carbonation. Not that there isn't any in this, but it kind of just goes down smooth. And it. I'm not a bourbon guy, so that I guess that would be the other, you know, if you want to just have one type of thing. But... I, I like stouts. I kind of want to drink more of them now that and now that we're getting into the Christmas season. It's stout time. My favorite stout beer of all time is Beard Crumbs by Land yeah, Grant, yeah. which I plan on getting some of that. For That's us the to cinnamon have toast crunch one, right? No, it's got it tastes like oatmeal raisin cookie. Oh wow! And I don't even like oatmeal raisin cookies, but this beer is legendary and i'm gonna give it an 11 automatically i just know because oh, it, wow. it's literally my favorite stout um but i obviously don't drink stouts very often there's uh, a wolf ridge one we'll have to get on to though because it tastes like cinnamon toast crunch supposedly sounds good to me yeah but like you said smooth um i like it i i'm not getting a lot of hints of a bunch of stuff in the background the chocolate i'm getting that's definitely in there um, but man, I, it's just, it's, it's not overpowering with any certain flavor and it's not bad. It's not the best beer I've ever had. It's just good. Yeah. You know? So I think I'm going to rate this, I'm going to go a 6.5. Wow. 
Because it tastes good. Yeah. I wouldn't... If someone offered me this, I would definitely drink this. And if I'm here by myself, I would probably... I mean, I picked this out of the fridge for us tonight. I would pick this out of the fridge for myself. No problems. I think 6.5 is a good score. Solid that. score. Um, I'm pretty similar, like I said. Overall, I like it. It's a good stout. Good to get us started in the winter season. Um, I'm, I'm going to give it a 6, Buckeye Leaves. Um, overall, I think... Uh, it's a good beer, not my favorite, um, but you know a six ain't bad. Um, so, it, do, you, uh, do you have the can so I can not forget to take a picture for our uh, our yeah. thing tonight? <laughs> Knowing me, I would forget yeah. that. So moving on past the uh, past the scale, we Caleb gave it a six and a half. Buckeye leaves. I gave it a six. Um, what well, what do you think about the can? Um, you know. Looking at it, it's it's black in color. Everyone will see this later. It's got some cool like flame things coming out of the top of it. I I think it's pretty sweet actually, and I think that's why I grabbed this beer. To be honest with you, because I was like, okay, look at how sick that can is. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's really really cool looking, and I if I can remember correctly, it's definitely the reason I grabbed this. Yeah, I think it is a good good looking can. I like the name on the on the uh can and and everything the the flames filthy mcnasty with is a such hand. a cool name yeah. for a beer too the only, the only i guess I, it's not a critique i think it, it looks good it's a little hard to read the north high brewing on it um just because the can is just a darker tone overall it's right. like very dark and they got like a black cup with a hand um and then on that cup it says north high and like red smoked out letters um, some f- from far away, if you're looking for a, a North High beer, but you don't know necessarily know what what the names of the beers would be, um, you may not be able to see that it's a North High brewing. I think their uh, pull was definitely to get you to look at it and go, Filthy McNasty. Yeah, right. Let's try that. Yeah, so it, it's a cool can for sure. I think it's one of the better ones we've had on so far. So, uh, Moving on, let's... Uh, Let's talk about our food segment here. So, last week on the episode, we drew our card, and it turned out to be Fiesta Bar and Grill on Sawmill, <laughs> um, which we were super excited about. And then uh, what happened was it came time to go to Fiesta Bar and Grill, and I Googled it and figured out that it's permanently closed. Yeah, doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, not a thing anymore. So, uh, on top of the episode, you know, us not being able to record last Friday and everything, um, it turned into uh, finding an alternate location. So, um, we actually went to Louis Grill. So, both Caleb and I have been there. Louis Grill is here in Hilliard. Uh, it's at 4453 Cemetery Road. Um, <laughs> this is a good out. <laughs> it, uh... Filthy McNasty's traveling already. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) so it's here in Hilliard Cemetery Road, forty-four fifty-three. As far as the atmosphere, it's it's on their website. They boast the one of the biggest patios in Hilliard, so that's a a cool thing about it. Um, And like, uh, I don't know, what would you say the inside reminds you of? Well, to me. So I last time I went there, 
because unfortunately I did not go this Friday because I had a double ear infection, so I couldn't do anything except mope around. But uh, their outside patio is huge, and that's where I ate. It was cool. It was like blistering hot. I remember though when I ate, so it was kind of hard to enjoy, you know, take it all in because I was just sweating while eating, which <laughs> that's only something a fat person like me would do. So, um, but the inside, this is kind of weird, but uh, it kind of reminds me of like a a retro El Vaquero. Yeah. I don't it's, know. It just kind of gave me that. Like, El Vaquero is very, like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, it's not like too formal feeling. And yeah. El Vaquero, or sorry, Louis, is like an even more fun version yeah. than that. But and since it's a Mexican fusion restaurant, that's what made me think of El Vaquero. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's got a big open concept. Um, definitely uh, leaning towards the Mex Mexican or Central American uh, food vibe. I mean, the genre it is a fusion grill, so they boast that it's Mexican, uh, Cuban, um, and I think some Puerto Rican food in there as well. Uh, as far as food selection, um, I know when I was there, I had a. Uh, some some tacos that were with, had brisket and different vegetables and everything else in them. Uh, it was amazing. But the one thing I really enjoyed while I was there was the fried plantains. Mm -hmm. Absolutely amazing. It's like you get it served with your main course, but it's like dessert as a side. Right. They're so good, man. I'll tell you what. This place uh, in Powell, uh, my good buddy, his dad owns it. It's called Azteca Mexican Grill. Their plantains are ridiculously good, and that's the only place I've ever had plantains. So we'll have to try Louis out to oh, get yeah. a comparison, but uh, I do love me some plantains. When I ate at Louis, though, however long ago, however weird this sounds, I actually got jambalaya. <laughs> I have no idea why that sounded good to me at the time, but since it is a Mexican fusion restaurant, I... Uh, I ordered the jambalaya. So, it was good. It was spicy as hell, but it was really good. Honestly, so. you can't go wrong with jambalaya. No. You can take jambalaya so many different ways. Well, and like I said, it was a gazillion degrees out. So, A, another reason probably not to eat jambalaya because spicy food that's hot on top of it being 90 degrees outside is right. just... Yeah, that's not the summer meal I think no. I'd want to have. Tacos and a margarita would have been way better. Yeah. Um, speaking of margaritas, as far as alcohol, they do have a fully stocked bar with local beers on top, tap. I did get a lime margarita while I was there. Um, I mean, to me, it, it just tastes like margarita. Yeah. Uh, nothing really that special, but it was good. Um, as far as speed of service, I mean, it's pretty quick. As It wasn't too busy when I was there. It started to pick up as... Once I had already gotten my food, I th I'd say you can expect to get your meal within 20 to 30 minutes. Um, and you're probably, for a couple, you're probably paying, I don't know, between 40 and 50 bucks, um, depending on, you know, if you get drinks or whatnot. But pretty affordable place. So overall, I'd recommend it. Again, that's Louis, Louis Grill in Hilliard, um, 4453 Cemetery Road. 
um, right there, uh, kind of by the Aldi parking lot. So check f- it out. You, you, if you see from the road, <clears throat> there's a place called Fast Signs, which yeah. is it. Their sign is bigger than everybody's right there. If you see that, you've made it to Louis Grill. Yeah, but great place. I, I'm excited to go back. I was kind of upset that I couldn't go with you guys. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, looking forward to getting back to it this week as we uh, pick our next. Yeah. place for this friday to eat at all right let's hope this place isn't shut down yeah, so since we're uh do over, the honors of pulling a card out of here let me do a quick drum roll <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go it's champ champs kitchen and bar 1827 olentangy river road i think i've been that's here. champs down on campus yeah yeah that's where we're headed hey champs all right. Gives us an excuse to go there. And we got $10 off when you spend 25 or more. Oh, I'll be sure spending 25 or more. We spend got this. 25 on beers alone. Yeah. All right. So this week sometime we'll be going down to Champs. Looking forward to it. Let me get this typed in our notes here. Um, while he's doing that, like a, to remind everyone real quick, follow us on social media. Um, you can find that in our link tree, which will be posted in our show notes. Or you can go on Twitter, it's at Columbus underscore uncut. On Instagram, at Columbus underscore uncut. Um, and then on our link tree, we do have a uh, Teespring page where you can buy t-shirts, hoodies, um, jerseys, things along those lines uh, to support the podcast. And you can also get access to our Discord where we, where we give people a little insight as to what we're planning for the week. Um, and of course, uh, can, you can give us any feedback on the podcast that you want. Um, so moving on into our sports segment, uh, we'll start off by talking about last week's Penn State game. What we had time, a day. What a time we had. We oh, had a day. Goodness. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, we ended up, Caleb and I went to the Penn State game, ended up getting some really good, good tickets, um, met some of his friends down there and. Uh, ended up tailgating from about two in the afternoon and until the game, and then even made a made a night of it after the game. <laughs> made a quick second win comeback yeah. after the game too. Man, we had such a freaking blast, and yeah, the the people like that we were sitting around, like we thought, all right, we're gonna have to like keep our composure. I mean, we definitely had some a lot of liquid in us. We were rearing and ready to go, but uh, we didn't know what to expect, so we got in the stands and we're like, all right, let's just try to meet some people, like catch the vibe, see if we're like. <laughs> way too out of it to be sitting here you know what we should be doing and of course the guy sitting directly next to me i don't remember his name jim (laughs) jim okay we won't go to last names yeah it's just jim that's all i know and uh he's he goes what's up and i was like (laughs) yes okay like meanwhile people this guy's like 70 years old yeah and then uh sean sean and i are, have our we got coronas the whole night we weren't even drinking coarse light or anything and sean like hands me my my corona and i'm like i hold it up in there i'm like let's go and this dude jim turns to me and he's got airplane bottles of uh evan williams and he's just <laughs> down and i'm like it's nothing and i was like okay we are definitely not we might have been behind 
I uh, yeah, that guy honestly. Honestly, and his wife was on another level as well. Yep, they were loving it, man. We had a great crew around us. Yeah. I think we were like the cheering section of the whole section. We were we in. May have like, been. We were get everyone was going, um, and I mean we can't take full responsibility, but we were definitely having a blast. Let's just say. I did not get my voice fully back until Wednesday last oh, week. Yeah, it was uh, it was rough. It was rough trying to talk at work for the Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, it was it was tough, but well worth it. I mean, oh, there's only sure. so many, uh, and plus it was a great game yeah. to watch, even though it felt like we were just trying to run the ball when we couldn't run the ball. And then when we would pass it, CJ did not know where he wanted to throw it. Right. It yeah, was, it, was, it was... But, I mean, we gutted it out, so that's the... Yeah, thank, thank goodness we did have a few in us, because I probably would have been on the, on oh. the verge of a heart attack. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall, great day. Got to meet all kinds of people. Man, I, that's one of the things I love. All the, I mean, because... They were your friends, but I got to meet all new people, all kinds of new people, and talk to. We talked to so many people. Yeah, I mean, all day and talking about the podcast and. That's um, the, that's the thing about going down there is like since I've been around here my whole life and everything like I've always run into people and from the golf course especially, I, I feel like I was like all right, Sean, you got it like. <laughs> <laughs> we just went our separate ways. You didn't know anybody, but by the time I came back around and found you, you were like, dude, I just met blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we got separated for a bit there just yeah. because I got caught talking to people all over the place, meeting new people. So, well, yeah, you let us little... two out there in the, oh. in the wild and... It got it, a little out of control yeah. when they were trying to move that porta potty. Oh yeah, that it's, was on. Um, that was the performance of the night. Right, honestly, that's when I lo- I think I lost you right after the porta incident. Oh yeah, incident. yeah. But uh, man, what a great game! It was a lot of fun, and maybe eventually, if our podcast gets a little bit more popular, if we go back to some more games, maybe we need to invest in like some GoPros, right? And like just record our every interaction so that people can realize. <laughs> exactly what we're talking about yeah it's it, it was an interesting day it was a fun day um and hopefully we get to do it again sometime um as far as other sports we got to cover let's look in at the ohio state game right now which just seems to be well this is ohio state basketball by the way it's their opening opening night playing akron it seems to be closer than than we'd want it to be 59 57 ohio state is up with four minutes left um i don't know it's uh seems a little close now akron isn't bad honestly no, they're a good basketball I mean, yeah they just took the lead right there they're a good team uh man i didn't know that they were this good i mean i thought all the players we have like especially with so many dudes returning and all the dudes that we brought in were all like ESPN top yeah. 300 players, I thought, okay, we're only going to get better. I think it hurts to have Kyle Young out to start yeah, the I season. Agree, yeah. Like, the dude's the heart and soul of the team. And, I mean, Liddell's playing well, but, um, I mean, in games like this, tough, close ones, you're going to you're gonna need Kyle Young. So. Yeah, I mean, Liddell's got 25 right now with four minutes left in the second half. Yeah. And everyone else is in single, single digits. 
I mean, see, that's the thing I feel like you can't have. We need... Normally, suing is a score. Tonight, he's 1 for 7 and 0 for 2 from 3. So he's clearly not having a good night. Yeah. All right, so now I think we should go ahead and predict what we think the Buckeyes' total season wins and losses, if they make the tournament, you know, all that kind of stuff. I think we should put that out there. So with... I know it's only game one, and right now we're currently losing to Akron, uh, 62-59. to 59. I'm going to refresh the page here. To, oh, sorry, we're winning 63-62 to 62 with 50 seconds left. Jeez. What are your uh, predictions for the wins and losses for this team this year? Uh, I think I'm going to put us at a, probably between that 22-8 and 8 to 20-10 and 10 mm-hmm. range, I think. Now, if we make it out of this, if we get a loss here early, I mean, geez, that's that's not what we want. But but we're talking about the past MAC champions, which I think any Division One basketball basketball is a little different than any other sport. Where I mean, we lost to Oral Roberts last yeah. year, but and a, a MAC champion is a good yeah school. So it's not like we were playing a freaking you know University of Texas San Antonio. <laughs> whatever you know right i I just i don't i think this is going to be another typical holtman year man i think we're going to roll through november and december and then we're going to hit the big 10 schedule in january and fall apart we we've done that every year yeah under holtman because again we don't have a big guy that can stack up against a kofi coburn or whoever, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or whoever Illinois or uh, Indiana has, or whoever Michigan State has. Right. Like we don't have that guy. Liddell is not a true center. He's, he's a four great, or a three. Right. You no, know, he's not a five. And I don't know if this Brunk guy is gonna be it, but no. I mean, the dude's like. Fun fact: This guy literally played for Holtman at Butler. Butler five years ago. Yeah, like so he's a fifth year or sixth year. Yeah, cause senior. He, because of the COVID year, I think. Yeah, he, that's why he's still playing. Exactly. He was like, let me come to Ohio State and play. And tonight he's got four points. Which he got those four points in the first half, so he yeah. hadn't done anything in the second half. Yeah. So I saw his four points. Um. So yeah, I mean, we'll see how Zed Key develops throughout the year, but I'm putting him twenty-two and eight. Okay. 20 and 10 somewhere in between there yeah i'm not sure if holtman's ever had a season while he's been at ohio state that he hasn't won 20 games yet so yeah i'm thinking it's gonna be same thing i was gonna say 20 and 10 and then you said it so just to be different i'll say 21 and 9 there you go and i think lock for the tournament yeah at 21 and 9 probably like a four or five seed if i had to guess uh and then I mean, I haven't seen, obviously, any other Big Ten team play yet, which normally, as the season progresses, I usually try to watch, like, one or two games of any other team just to get an idea of, like, okay, who's on the team, who's their best player. So that way, when it comes Big Ten tournament time, I can actually feel like, okay, we have a chance to win the Big Ten tournament, or, oh, no, we're going to get absolutely shellacked by, you know, whoever it is. So it's hard for me to make a prediction on that yet, but if we're a four or five seed in the NCAA tournament, that probably puts us at a 
top four seed in the Big Ten tournament. So we got to play what like three games to yeah. win the whole thing. It, it's definitely possible at that yeah. point. And if EJ plays as he should be playing or is going to be playing, and all these other dudes step up, like we talked about, I think we got a pretty good shot. Now that we're up 65-62 with 20 seconds left to play in the game. Yeah. So, um, But I'm just excited to see all these dudes, like both all the young guys that we just brought in that are ESPN top 300 athletes, which... I mean, Malachi Branham has been out there a lot already, which that's exciting to see. Yeah. Um, but also the the uh, even more, like, veteran savviness of, like, Liddell, Young, suing all those dudes in there. Like, I just feel like the younger guys learning from them and how they've had to play is only going to make their, like, team bond strong and make – and so they could make a deep run in the tournament, but I totally see what you're saying before where there's going to be a point in January or something like that where we're going to lose twice a week. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm excited for this team overall. I think we have more talent than we've had in the past. Like you said, Malachi Branham, I'm really excited to see what he does this year as he comes on. I mean, he... Uh, he i was watching the first half before we started recording and i mean he had some good dishes to zed key and he was also scoring some points so it'll be interesting to see what he does um i'm also excited to see how michi johnson's come along since last year i texted a couple people after the game started and it looks like michi johnson's grown like six inches since last season and he he got rid of the fro and went to braids i think yeah or, or cornrows i couldn't i'm i couldn't really i wasn't paying attention that yeah. well but so he he looks but uh bigger i mean he was a decent recruit coming in so another year under his belt um he got a lot of playing time this year but he actually started tonight yeah so i haven't been just from watching the game i haven't been too impressed with wheeler um yeah after losing washington we need some guys that can put up points and it doesn't seem like wheeler is that so i think suing is meant to be that guy with ej and then kyle yeah he's gonna be the other scorer but obviously not having kyle it's kind of put the brunt on the others tonight which i think kind of messed up the vibe yeah. a little bit but yeah well overall should be a good season excited to get started one more sports uh sporting team to watch as we as we move forward and uh excited to to watch some buckeye basketball yeah probably hit some games this year down at the shop oh for sure yeah well it's uh 66 65 now uh with six seconds left buckeyes down by one. Oh, geez. so it looks like we're gonna get a last second uh shot here but unfortunately we can't watch it since we don't have a tv in this room yeah from i just got a text apparently we had some very stupid file oh, that's what yeah tied the game up but uh, everyone else, this game's in the past, so you already know, know what's happened. Uh, moving on, uh, some other sports news we got to talk about. So The NFL. The NFL. The let's, No Fun League. All right, let's start with the Brownies. Got rid of OBJ, huh? Good riddance. Good riddance is right. I the am not an OBJ fan. is an absolute diva. And my buddy Evan and I were talking about this all week over text. It's just like, A, why do you have your dad send a video of your quarterback not hitting you when you're open? Like, 
I just don't understand why you have your dad do that. And OBJ is the same age as me, so that's he's having a sixty-year-old father post a YouTube video or Instagram video for him. Like, right? Come on, what are you doing? The dude's just like you said, a diva, man. I mean, has he played a full season yet since he's been in Cleveland? Uh, gosh, last year obviously not, and the year before that I think was his first year there, and I think uh, was it. Yeah, I think he played that whole season. He didn't, because I had him on my fantasy team, and he got hurt. Maybe he got hurt. Well, he, he, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I tried to forget. I blocked him out that he was ever, honestly, on the team, yeah. because he was absolute garbage. The only good thing that dude ever did for our team was the Cowboys game last year before he got hurt. He, I'm pretty sure he threw a touchdown, ran a touchdown, and caught a touchdown. Yeah. In the, which, that was cool, but, like... Honestly, and this is what uh, my buddy and I were talking about, is like, what has he done besides that one-handed grab? And then, yeah, he's had a couple hundred-yard games, I mean, and some impressive, you know, yardage games, but like catch-wise, like he just tries to catch everything one hand to be on yeah. Sports Center now because he wants everyone to be obsessed with him, I feel like. Right. And the only reason he got as many targets as he did when he did was because he was the Giants' only option. Yeah. I, I mean, mean it, I couldn't... The Giants maybe had Sterling Shepard at that time, maybe. Right. And... Uh, David Tyree. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to think, who was the dude who uh, was on... The, Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz, Pretty yeah. sure was still on that team. But, like, I, I just don't see how it's going to be any better wherever he goes. And the thing that pissed me off the even more, which I'm going to rant for a second, is the dude said he wanted to go to a contender. <laughs> right. What do you think Coming he was off, on? You're, you're leaving a football team that went 12-5 and five last year with a playoff win against their rival, the Steelers. Yeah. And then probably should have won... Against the, the Steelers, the, yeah, the, but he tried to one hand catch a freaking pass. Yeah, <laughs> this should have been. But and, a catch. and I honestly think there's a conspiracy out there. He was purposefully dropping balls because he's been. I mean, who asks for a trade in the off season after you've just come off almost beating the Chiefs, which would have sent you to the AFC Championship, where I think we could have definitely beat the Bills. Yeah, I mean, we could have gone to the Super Bowl last year if it wasn't for that dumbass. Helmet to helmet hit uh, from Sorensen to Higgins where the ball flew out and then it was a touchback. Right. Like the the other, why I call it the no fun league, the dumbass rules that the NFL has. Yeah. I mean, I will say he did bring the, because, I mean, he was before Baker, right? No, same time. Same time. Either way, he brought the publicity back towards cleveland's way yes um but then he did nothing with it i mean he did nothing in cleveland period i wonder if i wonder what it's going to be like with jarvis now though jarvis wants to be there you can yeah and he's the one he and he knows it he's the one who has changed how the team plays football like 100 percent. it's because of him and i think he thought okay odell gets here with me He's going to feel the same, like, fire that I feel to want to win and whatever. And that just didn't happen. I mean, I saw a clip the other day from, uh, I don't know, I think it was from last year, yeah, because they were wearing the old jerseys. 
before Odell got hurt, and Chubb scored a touchdown. And OBJ went over to him and, like, dapped him up and was like, I want to score a touchdown. And <laughs> Chubb just said, I just want to win. And that right there just told me everything I need to know. Yeah. Like, the, there's dudes who are there to play as a team and win. And Odell is like, oh, yeah, winning's nice, but I also have to be, like, the best. I just don't I understand. About me after like. This. How has he not? How did he not fizzle out one or two years ago? The dude hasn't done anything he's at just, all, and all the fans hate him because they drafted him on their fantasy teams. Yeah, and he sucks. He's trash. He I, sucks. I, I just want to, because I can't even talk about it anymore because I'm writhing in anger. But I want to know where you think he's gonna play. <sighs> I've heard the Chiefs. I've heard that. I've also heard Seattle. I've heard Green Bay, but I don't think there's any way he makes it in Green Bay. No Not way. with that weirdo Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That's another in, weirdo in the league. I hate, that's another dude I just don't understand, <laughs> yeah. but we won't go down that road. Um, but then, I mean, with this whole Henry Ruggs thing, I could see him going to the Raiders. Raiders, yeah. But do they want to bring on another? That's liability right. like my whole thing is who wants to bring him on after you just saw between what happened in new, in new york with fighting the kicking net and all the dumbass shit that he did when he was there to going to cleveland and having your dad bash the quarterback right and then requesting a trade after you just came off single-handedly one of the best Brown seasons in the last 20 years. Like, you were part of that. Plus, what's he worth? He's going to want m- oh, way he, more than he's, what he's, he's worth for zero he production. He paid $19 million. For zero production, he, he's yeah. going to want money. And, I mean, literally, there's receivers that I don't... I mean, no one probably knows their names that have done more than he has in the Here's past. Here's one. Year. Brendan Ayuk. Right? From the 49ers. I literally don't even... That guy probably makes $500,000 a year. Yeah. And and he has done anything and everything you can imagine yeah. for that team. I, I mean, don't even like the 49ers. Dark Horse, just because I like him, the Broncos. You, Only you because... Want him? No, I don't want oh. him. But I'm thinking they would look at him because they've had so many injuries this year. Hamlin's out. Jerry Judy's out. Um, they've lost so many receivers, but they're also doing well with what they got. So. I was going to say, you still got Tim Patrick. He's yeah. a stud. Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton are yeah. tearing it up. Yeah. But, um, I don't so, think anybody wants to deal with that drama. Right. I, I don't. I honestly, like, the only team that I could say, see, that would probably, they don't need them at this point, would be the Cowboys. Because they just welcome that every, love that. every time yeah. they welcome it. Yeah, I, I mean, unless they're going to trade Michael Gallup or something, and right. then he would take his spot. But then he's going to get angry. He's not getting the ball. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that's the thing. He's no longer a number one wherever he's going to go because every team has a number one now except for maybe the Raiders. Right. Hunter Renfro, that's your number. I mean. Darren Waller's their number one well, yeah, right now. That's yeah. t- I'm talking about as wide receiver one who's in on every play. you got to block. Like, yeah. Do, like, that's what he wants to be, but, but I think the Raiders are about as much as you can get. But, I mean, enough about the terrible people that leave the Browns. How about 
Von Miller, no hey, longer man. a Bronco lifer, which I thought he was going to be for sure. Honestly, it's it's sad, but it's, I mean, I understand it. Von's been hurt the past two seasons, has barely seen the field. He got an injury uh, this year as well. Um, and it's just, uh, it's sad to see. Um, but one thing I was happy to read was, I read an article about like how they made the decision and everything, and obviously it didn't weigh it weighed heavily on the GM um, and John Elway's mind and what they wanted to do. They said they had a couple of suitors, but they wanted to make sure they sent them to a team that was in contention, kind of get into that OBJ right, thing. But right. this was the management of a team putting it on themselves to send a player to another team that's a contender. Obviously, right. they sent it to a, sent them to a team in the NFC. Right. <laughs> but smart of them. Right. But the Rams, I mean, are I mean Aaron Donald and Vaughn, which like and Jalen Ramsey. I mean, yeah. they have every level. Right. When Vaughn's on, like, yeah, he's been hurt, but when the dude's on the field, oh. he is unstoppable. He's a monster. Like, even though he's been in the league for a, a, a bit now. I mean, he's still got some left in the tank, and he can definitely take a team's defense over the hump, especially a team that's already as talented as the Rams are on defense. He can take them over the hump oh. and uh, take them to a championship. No so. doubt. And the thing is, I don't have a th- bad thing to say about Von Miller. No. Not Nothing like OBJ. No. And obviously he didn't – it doesn't seem like Von even wanted to trade. But nope. they just suck it up. Suck it up. Uh Seeked it out. Seeked it out. No, that's not even right. Whatever, I'm going Saw with it. Saw it. Saw it out, yeah, for him. Yeah. Which is shows that they actually care. I mean, yes, he was a Super Bowl MVP for them. Like, mm-hmm. he's done great things for them. He's kept the Broncos on the map because if it wasn't for him, they don't have, like, a star player. Right. Unless you're going to say... Justin Simmons on defense is probably yeah, their or, best. But I mean, even on offense, Teddy Bridgewater is about all you got. Yeah, I mean, the other guys aren't like uh, polarizing figures. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, they're I good mean, players, but they're not OBJs. Which Von Miller is an OBJ, but he's as popular. Yeah, is what I'm getting at. I one thing I was really happy to see was he did release a video talking about it, and I mean, no ill will towards the Broncos at all. Like, you can tell he really loved Denver and yeah. playing there. Like, to the point, he even said openly in the video, like, he hopes he can come back and play there. Right. Like, you, you'd love to see that. Yeah. As he already knows, he's going to the Rams, but he's saying he, want, right. he wants to eventually come back, which is awesome. I hope he can come back and retire there, pull, like, a veteran's presence, kind of like DeMarcus Ware did during their Super Bowl run. where. Yeah. They brought him on for three seasons, and he did amazing and eventually got us to the Super or Bowl. Or come to the Broncos like Peyton did. Right. Win a quick Super Bowl. Or yeah. like Ray Lewis is another good example. He played for forever, and then he was like about to be done. He's like, all right, I'll give it one more shot. And then what do you know? Yeah. The No Fun League scripted a Super Bowl for him. Yeah, so that's the tale of uh, two players. One, both got traded. Uh, well, both, we one both got. We love. Yeah. And, uh, but. The good news is both teams absolutely just destroyed the yeah, teams they played. They're this better week, now. Right? You know I mean, what? you guys beat the Bengals and absolutely beat them down when two weeks ago I was wondering, like, 
the are the Bengals it now? Right. Like after they absolutely destroyed what was it, Baltimore? Or, yeah, Baltimore. Yeah. They beat them by the same score. Yeah, and we beat that. So we're obviously better than everybody yeah. except for the Steelers. And you guys dominated the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I mean the they were destroying them. They just yeah. gave up sixteen stupid points in the fourth yeah. quarter. But other than that. That's just probably being tired from yeah. busting your ass the whole time otherwise. Right. Know? Other than that, destroyed them. So things are on the up and up. I love it. Well, getting away from sports because we're not a sports podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love to say that every time. <laughs> uh, a good buddy of mine actually sent me a text this week. And uh, he was like, which I didn't tell you about this, so this is a good time for me to tell you sent me a text and he was like, dude, love the podcast. Um, have you guys ever thought about reviewing a movie on the podcast? And I was like, no. Like, because obviously we're talking about things Central Ohio and sports, even though we're not a sports podcast and, you know, all all that kind of stuff. But I was like, and, and we have guests and whatnot. And I was like, you know what? That could be kind of funny if every so often we just did some random thing. Once he mentioned that, and he was like, well, the reason I'm asking is I have a movie that I want you guys to watch, <laughs> and I want you to critique it, and I think your guys' answers would be absolutely hilarious. And so I was like, okay, well, this since we're doing this like mini-episode kind of right here before Friday we're getting back to normal, I was like, okay, from now until Friday, we have to watch this movie, and next or, and on Friday, we'll review it. And see how it goes. Um, the movie I've never heard of it at all. No idea. I it's apparently a. Uh, I pulled it up on Wikipedia a little bit ago. It's a comedy horror from 1990, and it's called Troll Two. Oh boy, Troll Two. Uh, so yeah, we are going to be watching this movie uh, separately, obviously. Uh, this week before Friday, and then we'll reconvene and uh, give our review of it, and uh, hopefully uh, this buddy of mine, he will uh, be in town around Christmas time, and uh, he's uh, used to be uh, like one of the head graphic designers for the New Orleans Saints, like he did the video board stuff, and he uh, did it for the Pelic, the New Orleans Pelicans. Then he went out and uh, did it for the Las Vegas Knights when they their very first season as a hockey team. Now he works for a team or a company that kind of does graphics for like a broad spectrum of things, like the World Series, the Stanley Cup. Like, so I think it'd be awesome to have him yeah. on and discuss it. But it was his idea to do this movie <laughs> review, so I'm pretty excited. Just to, looking uh, at the the picture for the movie, it looks like it's gonna be like. You know, like the Leprechaun movies, yeah, or the the Thanks Killing. Yeah. That would be a good one too for yeah, Thanksgiving. It would be. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely going to be an interesting one for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm excited to give this a go. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to slip that in there. That way, uh, this Friday when we start talking about it, nobody's confused when they're like, "Why are they talking about a movie called Troll 2? Yeah, now you'll know why. Yeah, but uh. That's pretty much all we got for today. We'll quickly talk about uh, next week's, or not, I say next week's episode because we're doing this week's. on a Tuesday. Yeah, but uh, 
What I mean is this upcoming Friday's episode. Yeah. We'll kind of give a little rundown here. So, Sean, I know you got something yeah. special. Yeah, us. so this week we we got a guest coming on this Friday. Uh, but it's one of my buddies uh, from my time in the military. He is an OSU grad, and he is in the Army Special Forces. So he is a Special Forces operator, which... Uh, interesting aspect of the army. I know a little bit about it. Um, of course, people. Just a little. <laughs> yeah, of course, people think uh, think of badasses and everything else. And, and let me tell you, they are they are badasses. So it'll be cool to have him on and hear about his experiences, um, where uh, where he started. Which me and him started together in the army. So it's kind of crazy now that he's uh, he's in the special forces. But yeah, my buddy Mike Mike Rafe will be on on friday uh joining us for the episode sweet i'm pumped because obviously me not being a military person i've got so many cool like army questions that i can't (laughs) wait just kind of like how you were pumped about asking evan and bobby and i golf related questions now it's my turn to nerd out and ask all the things about what it feels like to jump out of a plane and all that oh yeah i'm excited because it's nice to have someone that doesn't have the perspective we have because things that i take as a given or figure everyone probably knows people probably don't know right so it'll be a it'll be a good one for sure and i'm looking forward to it yeah and uh in upcoming episodes and also this week like we kind of stated earlier in the episode uh we're gonna try to focus not only on just like christmas beers and stuff because christmas is coming up but more of like the holiday seasonal type beers rather than going with our random ipas you you never know there might be one thrown in there if we can't figure something out but we're going to try to go the the darker beer route here for a little bit and uh see what happens we're we're still waiting here from mike to see what his favorite beer is so if it's not a stout then maybe we'll start that in two weeks (laughs) but but you never know yeah yeah looking forward to it um and uh other than that we'll remind everyone to follow us on social media you can follow us on twitter at columbus underscore uncut follow us on instagram at columbus underscore uncut if you have any issues finding any of our pages you can just click on the link tree uh link that will be at the in the show notes for this episode other than that, we'll talk to everyone Friday. Hopefully the Buckeyes pulled this one off, and uh, go Bucks. Go Bucks.